0: I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am the there. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Glacé Film Club podcast. And yes, here we are once again for another conversation episode. And as always, got another great guest lined up for you today. It's been a fantastic series so far with some fantastic reviews, as always, but some brilliant guests i have really enjoyed the conversations we've had over the course of this series. And today's guest is no different. My conversation on this episode was with Steve Fairclough. I went over to Lancaster to meet Steve and have a good old chat, and it was a fantastic conversation that we dived into. Steve is the director of LA One Shorts Film Festival, which is the longest-running film festival in Lancaster, I first met Steve a few years ago, very briefly at the film festival when I went along and I reached out to him recently, hoping that I could have a good chat because I've seen them grow over the years. They do some great stuff there. And because it is Lancaster, Lancashire base, They really focus on getting that local talent in, as well as the UK-wide films. But I'm a big advocate of that, of film festivals that can bring local filmmakers together to showcase their work, but also inspire others in the local area. And that's something fantastic that LA One Shorts have been doing. Steve is also a creative facilitator, which means he works on a whole range of different projects in film, creative writing, production, many other creative areas. Speaking with him was a brilliant opportunity for me to speak to someone who's got experience in so many different creative areas. Because I'm a big believer that all creative areas can blend together in all sorts of different ways. You don't just contribute to film or creative writing or theatre. The creative industry and creative output is something that blends and can mix together. And Steve's got this really locked down in what he does. He works on a lot of creative projects... As his role suggests facilitates these gets the ball rolling and he's got a lot of great vision creative insight and this is one reason that i really wanted to reach out to him beyond just the film festival but to hear what his outlook was on working on creative projects developing art and bringing people together and that was one of the main things that we talked about and discussed during this conversation and as i mentioned la one Shorts film festival I have a lot of respect for people who put their time and effort into developing film festivals as they are setups that I love. A big believer in how they can bring people together to inspire you with the films they put on, but showcase the great work that individuals are doing on a smaller level, but then bring people through the industry and facilitate bigger projects that might go on to have bigger reach, but also bring those groups of creatives together to work on bigger film projects. Establishing and running a film festival is no small task so I was very excited to hear about just what goes into that process, how it's changed for him over the years and how he keeps that passion going and how he's got the film festival to go from strength to strength with the team that he works with because something like that is obviously very exciting but it is labour intensive so to keep that energy going and developing the ways that they have is very impressive and that was something that I was very intrigued to hear about and discuss in this conversation. But that's enough from me. You're going to hear all about those things that I've outlined and more there because this was a brilliant conversation that I'm sure you will all enjoy. So here we are. This is my conversation with Steve Fairclough. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me here today and uh, inviting me into your home to have a nice little chat about all things film, creative, video and everything in the industry. So first of all, thank you for having me along today. No problem. I just wanted to first ask if you could just give a bit of an introduction about yourself, mm-hmm. the kind of creative areas that you operate in and how you got into actually starting the film festival.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll do my best. So my name's Steve Fairclough. Um, and I'm a freelance creative or a freelance facilitator. Mm -hmm. There's numerous, numerous titles that I've got, I think I wear, I wear many hats. Um, a lot of my work is community arts based, so that could be working on, um, a play or a script or some poetry workshops. Um, it could be recording audio of people's stories. Uh, and gathering oral histories, could be making a film. Um, And yeah, there's, as I say, there's many strands, but all of them are exciting in their own different ways. Um, In terms of the film festival, how did that get going? It got going because I made a short film myself back in 2013. um, And sent that off to some festivals and had a fantastic time going to follow that film mm-hmm. on its journey um. so we got we got a, a couple of wins, we got a couple of second places nice. and um, and there were many others that we didn't get the film into as well you know it's one of them journeys where you start out thinking you're going to get it everywhere yeah. and, and it doesn't <laughs> yeah. quite work out that way um, but yeah the interesting things I think were meeting other filmmakers mm-hmm. uh, and seeing the interest, the excitement and the joy that it brought people to see their film on a big screen mm-hmm. um and i really wanted to bring that to lancaster i knew lancaster had had odd odd one-off festivals over the years but nothing really sustainable okay. and that became my plan you know let, let's let's create a film festival that that's lasting yeah um and has a bit of a legacy
0: fantastic and obviously um you said that you kind of you work in all sorts of creative areas mm-hmm. but you've specifically now got your uh foot in the area of film in terms of this uh, the film festival on one Charts that goes on every year I'm Right, I think it's 6 years now you think
1: that'll... uh we've just held our seventh year seventh seventh yeah
0: yep. and so in terms of film they say you've got this going every year and you've now cemented uh, a longstanding film festival in in the city but in terms of film specifically, amongst all your other creative interests, what was it initially that captivated you about film and cinema, and gave you that drive to want to do more and participate in a, a bigger way in the world of film?
1: Mm. Um, I've always I've always been a film fan, mm-hmm. you know, like a cinema fan. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I have sort of like a a, a particular. Um, taste of of certain genre yeah um i i like good old-fashioned blockbuster movies you know that's what i grew up with um and my experiences of going to the cinema have all been about excitement and fun and joy Mm -hmm. um and then in terms of getting involved in film for the first time um, I started to write a lot more. Um, I was writing short scripts for uh, youth theater for young people's theater um and I thought that I could maybe use that in other ways um so I started writing some short film scripts uh, and one of, the the one that turned out to be this film that that sort of did the rounds as it were um, was a no dialogue short film, okay, but eight nice. minutes long, and um, yeah, that that was sort of the first venture into into doing that, making that with uh, some friends for like fifty pounds. Nice. That was, that was our budget. That's bud good kid. going. That's good going. Yeah, and and even that was sort of a, a friend of mine sort of said, I can't believe you're making this one. This is going to be great. I, I'll fund you. Okay. I, here's fifty pounds to start. <laughs> And and we started literally not really knowing much about how this was gonna go. Yeah. You know, we had borrowed equipment, um, we had old equipment, but we went out there with, you know, the love and the passion of, of three or four other other people who were friends of ours and, and, and made this film. Mm-hmm. Um and once we'd done that, it was sort of like a no brainer to carry on getting involved. Since then I've done a lot of other different things working for other um, or for and or with yeah. other uh, film companies which have been sort of more like uh, scripting for documentary type things or um historical films about certain parts of a town or certain people within a town um and all of that has been really 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 valuable mm-hmm. you know to, to be involved in
0: so how does that link together for you like you said you've done a lot of stuff in the area of theater and that's been an interest of yours for a long time and I really like films where they're one location and you can feel the the theatrical link to it. So for example, the Whale recently adapted from a play. I love that because mm-hmm. it's very dialogue focused. Mm. Do you feel that you're interested in film? there's a there's a big crossover there, both from the writing perspective but the types of films that you like do you feel a crossover of those interests and how do they kind of link together both in terms of what you like and the writing elements?
1: Sometimes yeah I mean as I say my my the first film I ever went to see at the cinema I was five okay and this was 1977 and it was Star Wars. Good first watch. (laughs) Yeah not bad is it you know my mum and dad took me to the cinema to watch that and and I remember just being completely bowled over. You know, I don't think I, I, I don't think I stopped talking about it for for weeks and weeks and weeks after that. Um, and at the time, obviously, nobody knew Star Wars was just going to be this phenomenon that yeah. continued. Um, but then, once I'd had that experience and I started to to watch other films, I mean, I grew up with watching movies, um, like black and white movies as well. Okay. So. I would sit and watch things with my mum because my mum was into all the old stars of the silver screen you know so Humphrey Bogart, Marilyn Monroe, Errol Flynn, mm-hmm. James Cagney all of those sort of people so we we had a massive interest in in watching films like that and then I do remember my mum saying okay well you know on Friday night we would go to uh, the video shop yeah and we would get two videos, you know, one that my mum wanted to watch and one that I wanted mm-hmm. to watch. Um, so it was quite early that I started to get in, interested in all of that. Um, and then through the eighties, you know, watching things like Back to the Future, um, Great it, all my the favorite. all the Indiana Jones, you know, yeah. that all of those ones that that perhaps real cinema, real cinema buffs might go, oh, right. okay, Mm -hmm. but actually, you know, no, they're they're fantastic films. They're really fantastic films and stand the test of time as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah. And experiences like that are formative because films that you connect with at an early age shape what you're interested in later. And even though you can't necessarily put your finger on what it is at the time, that's something that stays with you. And I think that's what I love about the power of film Mm -hmm. that continues to go on. And obviously now through the film festival, you'll watch a lot of different films and sharp films, of course. What does a good film look like to you? What are you looking for in a film? I mean, you say you love a blockbuster, but what kind of emotional response do you want out of a film Mm. to think, okay, yeah, i got something from that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, to to answer that question and to continue from the last one, I think I think story is absolutely the most important thing. Without without that, you, you haven't got anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the story inevitably will be the thing that will attract your actors, you know, sort of a strong character. Um, and I like sometimes when you cast against type,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, I love that. Um, but equally, you know, things like seeing or, or reading at, at least to, be, to begin with, who was up for what character, and who didn't get? Okay, know? yeah. So yeah. the likes of seeing Tom Selleck um, auditioning for Indiana Jones originally, right, you know, yeah. and 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 eventually it goes Harrison Ford, and now we sort of go, you couldn't see anybody else but mm-hmm, Harrison Ford mm-hmm. playing that role. So I, I love that sort of thing as well, um, and and the likes of Christian Bale, you know, I, I'm a massive, massive uh christopher nolan fan yes he yeah, yeah i think he's my favorite director um spielberg obviously is, is in there but but christopher nolan is is a huge i'm a huge fan of him um and the batman trilogy is mm-hmm. is sort of like my go-to thing yeah um he's got a very
0: unique style hasn't he oh, which oh, like yeah. executes very well i'm and, excited for his release this summer
1: yeah and 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 the whole sort of theatrical thing and the dialogue and, and all of those things that go with it, you know, the, there are moments in in some of the films that you'll see where there is real importance in, in some of the dialogue that's delivered and how it's delivered by those actors. Um, so there's me talking about, yeah, the first film I made, first short I made had no dialogue whatsoever, mm-hmm. um, but actually, you know, there are, there are some fantastic scenes in movies where there's no dialogue at all and it's all done visuals or uh, you know actors, facial expressions or whatever, but but the importance of that storytelling and the script I think is vital, you know, language yeah. is, is still a, a big key thing.
0: Yeah, I fully get that because you can watch a film that's, like you say, really low budget, but if... The writing and the story connects then you forget about the other elements of it because that's that's the point isn't it Absolutely. that's what filmmaking is is yeah, the
1: story no, the, those stories those actors if, if they draw you in it doesn't matter what level of filmmaking it is mm-hmm. it, it can still be a really great experience
0: and i suppose that's one of the beauties of short films as well mm-hmm. that you've seen a lot of very experimental ideas and you you're often seeing lower budget projects yeah. But you get these really raw stories coming through, which yeah. is dead exciting. I, I love going and watching an array of short films because, because of that. You've mentioned a lot of the other creative projects you do, and um, you work on a lot of local history projects as well. But in terms of theatre, film, and other areas of working, what's the what's the key thread that runs through that what are you looking for and what inspires you creatively when you are diving into a project mm. like what are you looking to get out of it and, and put into it mm. um
1: i think people it, people <laughs> it they're the heart of it yeah. so whatever whatever we do that's a creative you know whether it doesn't matter whether it is a piece of theatre or a piece of writing or a film uh, it, dance music it, it doesn't matter it, it's for people mm-hmm. um so you what you're looking for is is to connect with them somehow on whatever level that is um and i've i've had i've seen things where i i haven't connected at all in the past and sort of gone yeah okay that that could have been incredible um but i and i so i'm a aw- i'm very much aware that when you're working on a creative project, you've got to take into consideration who you're who are you making this for. Mm-hmm. Um, so your audience is is really important to be thinking about right from the from the beginning, from the get go. Um, so whether that's you know a, a highbrow theatre audience that you're expecting to be showing something in front of, um, or whether you know it's it, you're working with a group of young people who have perhaps never been to a theatre before, never seen, never had a theatre experience. Um, And that's why I like working in a lot of different areas because it helps me to use all of those skills to tell my story, whatever that story is. Um, So if you're combining film and music and audio or live performance as well, um, I think the more senses you can hit with all of those different different techniques um the more is going, that's going to stick and and the audience are going to go away from that experience wanting more yeah yeah, and that, yeah. that's the key i think
0: And i fully get that that, that connection element with the audience and that can be done through so many different ways like say whether it be film or mm. theater or anything like that but you're looking to get a connection and that comes back to what you're saying with story yeah. that's what it boils down to like great visuals are brilliant and we all like seeing them but it's that story that really connects and another theme that runs through a lot of things that you do is the local element of of it also with your filmmaking and the local history projects but also with la1 Shorts, you have a specific award for lancashire based films why is that important to you The the local element of of creative projects and local history, what do you get out of that? Mm. I
1: we we said I when I when I formed La One Shorts, it was with um, a young woman called Lucy Carrington, who who still is involved in the festival, um, and more recently with another colleague called Will shalmadeen um, and the three of us have all been involved in making film. Mm-hmm. Um, and we said right at the beginning, we don't want to forget how we started. Okay. So as I said, with my, my first short film, it was made by a bunch of friends for £50. Yeah. Um, and you sort of go, these days, the, the equipment that's available for people to use, you can spend astrono- astronomical amounts of money on, on cameras and audio equipment and, and everything else but you can also use your mobile phone and make a short film. So we didn't want to miss out those people that, that came to the festival, watched the films and then went away going, I wish I could do that. Mm-hmm. Actually you can, Yeah, you know, you just need to try, you just mm-hmm. need to give it a go. So we very much wanted to support local filmmakers. Um, and there seemed to be at the time, especially at the time when we first started, maybe, I don't know, six or eight young filmmakers all in the area, all locally, all connecting together um, on smaller projects. So we said, well, you know, it'd be great to, to try and support people along their journey of filmmaking. And if we can help them, you know, in any way, then we should, that's the right thing to do. And also we wanted to be really positive in our approach to filmmaking. So we don't all like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't all make something that's going to be successful enough to get into a festival. But what we didn't want to do was was shoot anybody down. Yeah, okay. um, I, I've had that experience. I've mm-hmm. seen people do that and I don't understand why yeah. they would. So, you know, when you're trying, you, if you're a creative person, you're putting your heart on your sleeve and, and you're putting your, your thoughts and your ideas out there into the public eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, a, that's a real challenge for some people. I, didn't, I don't want to put anybody off because if you've made one film and you don't, even if you don't think much of it, your next one might be a little bit better yes. and your next mm-hmm. one might be better again. Um, so, I, we always wanted to encourage people. Um, I think that's vital, um, and the Lancashire element. We spread it from Lancaster to Lancashire uh, again because we'd had some we'd had some submissions that were just really really great mm-hmm. short films, um, but when you put them into a category from a national situation as well, then you you ended up in a position where perhaps they were great but they weren't quite going to make the festival yeah if we just went for a national you know selection so um the interesting thing seven years down the line is the lancashire films now are getting to a point where it's hard to ignore most of the lancashire films because the quality of them are so good that they're pushing out what we might select from the national category mm-hmm. instead. Mm-hmm. So that's fantastic to have them both on a par. Yeah. You know, that's really, really good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, as you say, I think a lot of the time in the industry, it's, you know, you're either going for this ultimate prize of an amazing film that wins an award or being shot down. And mm-hmm. there's a lot in between and oh. especially local stories to be told. And one of the criticisms that gets leveled the industry a lot is that it's very london-centric and it's all focused just on the big cities Mm. whereas smaller towns and cities like lancaster don't necessarily get the backing or ability to push films forward like that is that something that you think is quite important for towns and cities like lancaster to have that support and platform for filmmakers so it's not just all becoming like you say those nationally focused films without a a route to get there
1: i guess so. so yeah i mean it's at my because of the type of work I'm involved in, I'm not sort of constantly focused on working in, with film. Mm-hmm. Um, but the festival itself we you know how w- what sort of an audience do you think a small city would would bring to a short film festival? well we we're regularly hitting sort of anywhere between 120 and 180 people in our audience mm-hmm. for, for ten to watch 10 or 11 short films. Yeah. I mean that's incredible. Yeah. Definitely. For a city like Lancaster. Um and that that's a one night event. You know, if we were running this over a weekend, mm-hmm. you know, may, maybe we could double that. Um and you know, po- possibly there's scope to do that in the yeah. future. Who knows? Who knows where L Shorts space. will go? <laughs> yeah. Um but but it is important because a lot of short film is great at getting a message across as well. You know, we don't hide, we don't shy away from, from those sort of um, public communication style short films as well. You know, I think being able to get any sort of message across to, to your general public or your audience is, is important. Um, And when it's done well, You know, it it can make an impact on even just one person sitting in that auditorium that that watches that movie and goes, Oh, wow, you know, I didn't realize that, or that's going to change how I'm going to do things in the future, or I've seen that now and I'm going to go away and make a film. And we've had that, you know, we've had that from this this year. uh, One gentleman had his uh, animated movie screened with us this year. Um, And when he came to the festival this year, he said to me, do you not remember, it's about three years ago, I came to your screenings and I watched and I loved it. It was a great night. And I said to you at the end, uh, I'm gonna go away and I'm gonna make an animated movie and I'm, and I'm gonna put it into your festival. And I, I apparently I'd said, oh, that's, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm glad we've encouraged you. Yeah. Well, this year his film was screened in our festival. Amazing! How fantastic! Yeah, that's
0: got to be a satisfying feeling. Yeah, two nights to full circle.
1: And and we had a similar one a couple of years back where two young girls made made a short film. Having been to the festival, they went away, made a short film, real silly, fun comedy film that they made on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, entered it into the festival into the Lancashire category, where that's an audience vote. So okay. it, so whoever's there on the night gets the vote for yeah. the best film. Um, and the film was so so much fun so funny the audience loved it laughing out loud and voted it as, as the best film so 15 16 year old girls won the, won the festival yeah. you know and went That's away it. and and hopefully start to think well maybe maybe that could be a career
0: path for me Yeah, what a platform for them and the inspiration to get going. And as you say, I endlessly get inspired by going to short film showings because, firstly, the endless shock of how much creativity there is out there. You think, how can there keep being this many new great films and different ideas? But then also, that platform to just freely create something for the sake of creating something without it being, oh, we're trying to get this funded for something else. And I think that's another beauty with both short films and what you were saying with the local Lancashire category is it's not necessarily, oh, there's an intent to do something with this. We want it for the experience of making the film, but also to connect with a local audience. And I can see how that works and inspires Mm -hmm. people who are there, but the filmmakers themselves. And speaking of the festival, as you said, you had your seventh uh, edition of it this year la1 shorts could you give us a bit of a insight into what went on this year and also um some of the winners as well what films did you have entered yeah um it was the probably the toughest year of selection that we've
1: had so far which okay. uh, which is great that it keeps getting better year on year um so we had a, a great number of entries this time considering all you know uh, we are not an international film festival. We only screen UK-based films because, um, you know, we're a not-for-profit. We don't, as as uh, directors of the festival, we, we don't make money ourselves from this at the moment, certainly at the moment anyway. Um, and so time is of the essence for us because we're all working. Yes. Um. So what, if we were international, maybe we'd be watching a lot more films and that would be a, a bit of a stress. But this time round, just enough. Some real different variety out there that came to us. Um, it was so hard to say no to some people. Okay. But in, in the way that our festival works, we have a time slot, we have a time frame to work with at the Duke's Theatre, at the Duke's Cinema. Um, so we know we've got to be very careful about how we select. And in some instances, particularly with local filmmakers as well, as I said before, with that sort of support that we like to offer, sometimes we will say, you know, you've sent your film in to us, we really love it. It's 12 and a half minutes long. Mm-hmm. But as, as as filmmakers ourselves, we wonder whether there's another another edit that okay. you could just put yeah. that through and bring that down to maybe sort of nine nine minutes or so something like that if you're willing to do that then you know we'd love to screen your film um, and thankfully a lot of the a lot of the filmmakers work with us on that they, they appreciate what we're trying to do um, and of course people making short film at the moment the idea of, of just the opportunity to have their work screened somewhere yeah, is is vital mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the selection process was really difficult. Um, but we had some fantastic films. We had six in each category. So six Lancashire films we selected in the end, six nationals. Um, our judging panel, uh, selected the winner for the national category. Um, which, uh, was won by a a chap from Wigan, a filmmaker from Wigan called Ian Cash. Um and his film Chapel of Rest was a bit of a sort of uh, thriller okay. um, and it, apparently it had already been to some other festivals that we weren't aware of that um, and Ian had sort of said this will probably be the last festival that, that we send this film to so to go out on a high for him was was fabulous Sweet. because he wasn't even aware that there was a competitive element okay. to the competition. <laughs> so he turned up, um, you know, <laughs> excited to be there and yeah. just to have his film screened on, you know, at the Dukes. Uh, and then at the end of the evening, we're saying, I'm the winner of the national category is Ian Cash. And, and so he's coming up to collect an award in a bit of shock, yeah, really, but, but excited as well, you know, so that was great. And... Um, and then our Lancashire category, uh, as I said before, is voted for by the audience. So the audience choose by a, a voting system that we then add up in our interval uh, who they like, what, what's the best film. And it was such a difficult one, I think, this year because there were four films in the end that literally the difference between the top four films was about five votes, okay. five or six really votes. Tight. Yeah, really tight. And we, I'm not sure we expected it to be mm-hmm. so close, but we did have a couple of films this year that had um, sort of household names in, featured in them. So Julie Hesmond Halsh, I think you pronounce it is, um, was in one of them who was obviously very well known for her time on Coronation Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a great film made by a, um, a, a sort of fairly local company, no, a Northern company. Um, and then there was another one with uh, Maxine Peake which was a bit more sort of art housey film I guess Uh, but really really important really important sort of story historical story Um, so we didn't really know where the votes were going to go and in the end it went to a community film that had been made from a a local area near near to here called Halton, Halton and the residents and the creative people involved at Halton Mill had all sort of come together to make this this short film called Wild Um, and uh, it was a real comedy uh, based on the idea of uh, wild weeing uh, which was uh, already sounds hilarious (laughs) yeah yeah very silly very fun Um, and again you know lots of laughter in the audience on the night And the votes, by by one vote... Oh,
0: just edged one it. One
1: vote went their way,
0: yeah. The drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the drama. Well, it sounds like, as you say, you've, you're over the course of one day at uh, the Dukes in Lancaster, a lovely independent cinema, great Absolutely. building. Yeah. So one thing I love about going to screenings like that is that feeling of a busy cinema mm-hmm. and the audience reaction, like that. Like you feel... The, uh, the laughter and I suppose this is like a more historic classic cinema experience you expect of when cinema was in its heyday of one big screen in a theatre and it's packed out on a Friday night and this is what I love about film festivals is you recreate that experience, there's a real buzz with it. For someone who hasn't attended LA1 Shots before, could you give a little insight what it's like on the day the kind of feel of people there uh, mingling before and afterwards and also why the dukes is such a great place to host it
1: the, well yeah the dukes is 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 just the right place to yeah. host it absolutely as you say it's it's got a fantastic reputation historical reputation for for what it produces both as a as a uh, from a theatrical point of view you know and and the everything that goes into the shows that the Dukes produce into the park, Williamson Park here in Lancaster. Um, but again, more recently, as, as a fantastic independent cinema. Um, so the work that they do there to, to bring in a real variety of film is fantastic. Um, and they've worked with us right from the beginning. They've been really keen right from the beginning on, on our involvement um, and have supported us really well. Um, when you come to LA One Shorts you, if you're a filmmaker uh, you'll be invited to to meet the rest of the filmmakers involved in the gallery space at the Dukes. This year we had a, a screen in there which had uh, in the background sort of showing some documentary films that we'd, we'd also shown uh, um, in the daytime this year which was a bit of a new strand for us um and something that we are definitely putting into next year's event as okay. well it was very successful um and yeah you get to uh, grab a drink uh, mill mill around with the the other other filmmakers um, have a chat to them uh we do our usual as other film festivals do you know the usual things lanyards badges yeah. all of that sort of stuff the award we have the awards on display, so you get to see what you might win yes. on the night. It's Who knows? A very
0: nice design that you had. Uh, oh this yeah, year.
1: yeah, they're great. We've we've had them since we started. To be honest, um, so they're sort of etched etched glass um, awards. So they they've worked really really well for us. Um, maybe I should give you all the links to the to the these various different designers. Absolutely, can share all it. those yeah, out. Yeah, oh, yeah, great. fantastic. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, we have a little bit of time for everybody to mill around. We hand out our voting cards as the audience come through. Um, and as I said before, we, we've been very, very lucky. Our audience has always been of a, of a high level. So we're, we're regularly sort of knocking on the door of 150 people to watch sort of, what, 12, 12 films, 13 films this year mm-hmm. on that evening one of those in a, a non-competitive category okay. it it adds a little extra because it gives us a bit more time for vote counting if needs be um and this year i was quite lucky last couple of years actually because that non-competitive film is something that i've been involved in and okay. i've been attached to right. so Obviously, I can't put me in, in, <laughs> yeah, that, com- yeah. in that competition. <laughs> there might be a few words yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it, it's again, it's it's great just to see more local local films on the screen. Um, you know, then the, there's a little bit of an interval. We watch all of those films together. The awards are handed out at the end of the night. It's fa- it's always fantastic if the filmmakers are in in the building. Mm-hmm. You know, from time to time. Um, if you're a london based filmmaker i you know even though it's only a couple of hours on the train to lancaster from london it's not always easy yeah. i appreciate that and um yeah so as i say it's always great when the filmmakers are in the in the room with us and they were last year and they were this year so we get everybody together get them up on the stage hand out the awards it's all it's all done very informally i like to be i like to be professional but informal okay it's a nice um, yeah and lots of photographs you know it's always nice especially for new filmmakers that they get to stand in front of that advertising thing like they're at some sort of major event um and everybody goes
0: away happy yeah and 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 that's the main thing isn't it it's, it's that inspiration the community that you can get out of something this is something I always come back to with filmmaking and anything creative is what it brings to people as it gets people together, not just the inspiration that we've talked about, but physically bringing people together to bounce off each other and, and give ideas and thoughts to each other.
1: The network, the networking side of things is, is really important. And, and because we're only running the festival over one, one evening, really, in theory, um, that we, we are aware that, that that's always a difficult one um and it would be you know our hope for the future really to to spread the festival over over the, a weekend yeah um and have more of an opportunity for a A Q&A with filmmakers um and to have that networking in, in on more of a a deeper level mm-hmm. you know because then you start to get those local connections where all of a sudden two filmmakers who've made separate films that year next year are planning to make something together yes you know and it, it, yes. it's those sort of connections that i think come out of it that are really really lovely to see
0: yeah and that's an absolute extra win for the festival oh, then to see that what you've set up has facilitated some yeah. collaboration like that yeah what keeps bringing you back and drives you to want to do it and develop the festival as well because it's said seven editions now and it's something that you've just started with some other people from the passion of doing it what keeps you wanting to push the festival forward and run it each year?
1: Um, it, I mean, it, it is a passion project. It is something that, that I, I felt re- very strongly about still do. Um, I want to keep it running. I, I want it to be, it is now the longest established film festival in, in Lancaster. Um, there aren't a huge amount of film festivals in Lancashire. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of new ones have cropped up over recent years um, but we don't pretend to be anything other than what we are um, our focus is very much on local local filmmaking um, and local skills local talent and supporting those people to develop what they you know what they've got now and where they want to be mm-hmm. um, I don't think that'll ever stop from my perspective because, I think that's what we're good at. I think that's that's something that the the team involved in LA One Shorts are all passionate about. Um, I'd love to see it develop. I really would. Um, not necessarily to bring in international films. Maybe. Who knows? Um, there's there's an idea that maybe we can connect with. Uh, other festivals locally perhaps, or maybe even bring in um, features okay. one year. Yeah. But for the moment, uh, our, our next change is that we're definitely having a, a bit more of a focus on documentary film. So we've had documentaries sent in to us right from the beginning, and every now and again one we've we've sort of gone, you know, we just can't ignore that, mm-hmm. it's such a great movie. Um, well, let's put that in there. Um, and again, this time round, there was just such a such a, a lovely grouping of films that seemed to work together. So we worked with a, another local uh, organisation, community organisation called The Gregson, which is just a little bit further up the road from The Dukes. Um, and they have a, a really lovely, um, cosy, 25-seater small cinema. Uh, which was perfect you know for that so in the daytime this year we screen those those documentaries we're going to connect with the university lancaster university to re-screen those again Mm -hmm. later in this year um but yeah our film freeway category new category has opened up for documentary movies this year as well so let's let's see what happens for next year
0: well it sounds very exciting and as you said that trial this year with the documentaries went really well so I'm sure that'll give an extra element for the audience to dive into. If someone does want to submit to the festival, what's your procedure for accepting um, entries and what requirements do you have for yeah. filmmakers? Okay,
1: so we're quite straightforward I think. you uh, Our cutoff point is 15 minutes okay. for your short film. Um, and we get we get a really good variety in there in terms of the timeframes, you know. Um, we're more than happy to if you've made a two minute film, feel free send yeah, it in, okay. you know. Um, you will find us on Film Freeway, which obviously is the the platform that m- is most the the sort of probably the the biggest one out there, I guess. Um, and yeah, Film Freeway, LA One Shorts, we're on there. Uh, new submissions for 2024 will open in September. I can't remember the date exactly, but yeah, that'll be, that'll be great. Yeah, that'll be available. Um, and yeah, we have the we have three categories for next year. So one will be our national national category, which is for anyone around any, anyone in the UK. Um, the Lancashire category is specific to the point of if you've got a Lancashire postcode, mm-hmm. then you can submit to, to that category. Um, we aren't strict enough to be able to go, you know, look, if you're right on the border um, between Lancashire and Cumbria or yeah. Lancashire and Yorkshire yeah. or wherever it might be, um, there's still scope for us to 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 work with you, um, but generally it will be for, you know, the, the Lancashire County for, for films. And then, of course, as I say, the third one will
0: be the the documentaries. Exciting, very exciting stuff. And, I mean, just from what you've explained there, I feel that the listeners uh, of the podcast is something that resonates. Like you say, it's not just your classic film festival submission trying to get a commission for it. There's that local element. I feel that resonates beyond just a film <clears throat> in its classic sense. There's that community element and there's something that... I'm always banging on about and trying to get into more is because there is that possibility from film as the, the platform to bring people together. And as you say, potential collaborations and sharing of ideas. So I think it's fantastic what you've set up there. And I hope it does keep continuing to grow in the way that you've outlined. But just coming back to your personal endeavours and creative projects you work on, mm-hmm. what are you looking to do in the future? And as you said, you're not just focused on film. There's a lot of other areas that you work in. Mm-hmm. Do you have any projects now that you're excited about, but also where are you looking to go in the future?
1: Oh, crikey. Um, Well, I'm 25 years into my freelance career now as a creative um, and I've had to shape shift quite a lot in that time, especially, uh, you know, we were talking earlier on, just before we started recording uh, about COVID Mm -hmm. and how that affected people. Um, So, you know, being able to, to adapt as a creative in, in this industry, I think is really important. Um, so many people sort of come into this wanting to do one thing. And then after three or four years, if hopefully they're all lucky enough to get somewhere with that one thing that they want to do, but if they don't, you know, being able to move into a different field or a different area and connect them together is really important. My, my thing goes back to, to my youth where I was very interested in history. So I do quite a lot of oral history audio recordings for projects um, telling the tales of a town or a street or people. Um, so yeah, I, I'm into things like that. Um, and I have a few projects in ongoing, I suppose, at the moment. Um, I'll be working in, in Morecambe and uh, Cockerham, lots of local, local locations working recently back in my hometown of Wigan um, as well, which was, was great. Um, so connecting all of those stories, whether it be through film, through audio, through um, letters, I've done a project, a fantastic project recently with um, a film company based in Wigan called Northern Heart Films um, and working with them has been, has been really fantastic. So our project there is called Letters Across Time where we've asked people to write handwritten letters back in time to a street in Wigan. Okay. Um, and again, you know, I do a lot of creative writing work, so handwritten letters is, is great fun to go back to because yeah. nobody writes letters anymore, yeah. apart from me and maybe half a dozen other friends of mine. Um, so being involved in all of those and managing to just stay, keep on top of that sort of bubbling feel of of creativity and um, i want always to have a hand in something mm-hmm. um from a film perspective yeah kidnap was the film that we screened this year that that i was involved doing in with some local filmmakers uh which was fantastic fun hope i hope there's another one maybe for next year okay well fingers crossed or year after perhaps um, but i've not I'm open to lots of opportunities. You know, I like to, I like to do a variety of different things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I'll, I'll I'll put my details. Out
0: there. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And is there are any um, any projects you want to share online or any details? We'll put those all in the uh, in the podcast. Well, what just wanted to add on to that. What normally sparks a creative project? Because I'm always intrigued how people get started on different creative projects. Because it's not as linear as just like, oh, here's a list. I'll go and sign up for this one. It's, it works in all different ways. How do you find you get yourself involved in different areas like that? Um, it's, it's networking and working with a lot of different agencies, mm-hmm.
1: um, whether they be regional theatres, arts organisations, um, community organisations, lots and lots of different things. So for example, one one in the pipeline that I'll be I'll be working on soon is with a, a company called Morecambe Bay Partnership, um, who do a whole host of different things for the coast and the environment. Um and I've worked with them now over maybe five year period on and off. Um and what we are doing is something called Young Explorers. So we work with primary schools and take them out to Sort of remote coastal areas nearby, um, and we talk about history. Uh, we talk about the the coastline, the locations. Um, a couple of them, as I say, quite remote places. Um, so we get to talk to some of the local people there as well to find out what it's like living in, in those sort of areas. Um, perhaps say what what fishing was like in the past and what it's like now, how things have changed or developed. Um, and we're, we're gonna be working at a place called um, Coccasands Abbey, which is a, there's a, a small ruin of that left in, okay. in the location that we're going to. I know, I know you like your history, so fill you in absolutely. on this one. i it. Um, so we're gonna be taking the young people there. It used to be quite a huge, huge building in the past. Um, so we'll be tracing sort of what's left of that and um imagining what that was like for the people that live there yeah. um that'll be my part of the of the journey you know but equally we'll be eating eating some food there that's local produce so these young people are going to experience lots of things that they they wouldn't normally be exposed to which
0: i think is is really interesting really exciting for them Sounds fantastic. And I look forward to keeping tabs on all your future projects as well. Yeah. Well, thank you for chatting. I think we've covered a lot of good ground. There. It's been great to hear about your how you set up the festival and, and what goes on. And I'm sure all your plans will come true in the future of growing it out and getting more people involved. And I encourage anyone listening who is making films to submit and also to come down next year as, as we described. But um, that's been fantastic. Yeah, it's been great to get some insights. And like I said, I've been uh, excited to speak to you as I first came across the festival a few years ago. And when, when I submitted a film, and I love the element of the local aspects that you focus on. And Lancaster's always got a special place in my heart. So it's great to see that you're keeping it going and got a good long running film festival here. So thank you for sharing all of that. And I look forward to keeping tabs on the festival in the future.
1: That's brilliant. Thanks very much for your time.
0: And there we have it there was my conversation with steve Fairclough. i mean hearing about all those creative projects that he's been involved with really given me the inspiration to go out there and get stuff done and that's absolutely what i got from steve beyond his passion and enthusiasm for all the areas that he works in it was that ability to go out there make projects happen spot creative visions bring them together and as he says facilitate these creative endeavors and that was something that was really inspiring for me for someone who loves getting involved with projects like that to see that, yeah, get out there, make it happen, find something, spot the opportunity to bring people together. And there's so many different avenues you can explore out there in the creative world. The setup he's contributed to developing at LA One Shorts is fantastic. The inclusion of the local independent cinema, Dukes. And I would say, even if you don't go to la one shots in the future which i absolutely encourage you to do so if you ever find yourself in lancaster the duke's theatre is fantastic it is a theatre but they've got an amazing cinema screen as steve mentioned and they use that as the hub of the festival it's a beautiful setup independent cinemas will always big them up and duke's in lancaster is a fantastic one so if you do find yourself in lancaster make sure you get yourself down there for a screening what also ...adds to the festival with that independent cinema link... ...is the identity of it. It really has a true identity, LA One Shots Festival... ...and you can feel that through what Steve was discussing... ...bringing local filmmakers together... ...and giving that platform to grow as the festival has grown... ...and that's something that I love about it... ...and I'm very excited to get involved with it next year. Once again, that was another inspiring, creative conversation... ...we've had some unbelievable guests on this series... Steve's topped it up fantastically there talking about the world of film, but I say the idea of being a creative facilitator has really got the ideas going in my mind, and I love speaking to these individuals for my own excitement, and you can tell the passion when I'm speaking to them and and talk about it and reflect about it. But I want you to share that excitement as well, insights into the world of film and creative industries but hear how passionate these individuals are and that's something that really spurs me on speaking with people from different industries different sexes, involvement with film and wider areas there's always that flame that drive to excite other people bring people together and share their passions and that's one thing that I've seen a through line all the way through this series and all the conversations I've had especially now topped off with Steve is that Passion that people have for the work that they do. This is more than just a day to day ongoing job for people. It's something that they're passionate about. They want to share creativity and bring people together because they believe in it. And I absolutely do too. And I hope you've got that from this conversation. As I have teased a little bit there, that was our last episode of the summer season on the Glass A Film Club podcast. And what a series it's been. We've had some huge reviews with some of the biggest films of recent years coming out with Oppenheimer and Barbie, but some amazing conversation episodes as well earlier on in the series. So if you've not already checked those out, they're all available to stream. Of course they are. Go go through the back catalogue and have a listen because I thoroughly enjoyed it and there'll be plenty more to come in the future. We are going to take a very short break in between our next series, but don't worry, we'll be back very soon. And as I said, there's plenty to catch up on the back catalogue. We'll be working a way to bring more fantastic guests your way and sharing our thoughts, feelings, views and passions to all the latest films and classic films that we have been watching recently. And of course, Callum will be back to have a good chit-chat about all of those very soon. As always, you can catch us on Instagram at the Glace Film Club. In between series, we'll be putting different posts out there. We've now got a few video clips where you can watch us recording the episodes as well which if you want to see our faces I'm not sure many of you will but if you do want to we're on there where you can watch that. You can check out a few behind the scenes photos from some of the recordings as well and we'll be sharing more film insights even when we're not releasing episodes in between series. We always love to hear what you think as well and any suggestions both of films you'd like us to discuss and the type of guests you'd like us to get on. We do try and get a, a wide range of individuals from different creative areas but we're always looking for more inspiration and suggestions so just drop us a message we're always happy to chat with you on there but until next time that was the glacé film club podcast that was my conversation with steve fairclough and that was the summer season i hope you enjoy the rest of your summers we'll be back very very soon but until next time we'll see you all later